Hi, I am Jennifer Purcell, and welcome to my podcast, Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, where we will discuss, discover, and learn more about the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD and other learning challenges. I do have a website for this podcast, and it is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter account for the podcast. They are all under the same name, which is Living with NLD. I also have a YouTube channel for the podcast, which can be found by Googling the title of the podcast, which is Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge. I would like to tell you about a nonprofit that I use for my research for this podcast. It is called the NBLD Project, and I use their blog for my research. They are a nonprofit that is based in New York and is trying to get NVLD back on the DSM, and they provide many resources for people with NVLD on their website. I'll provide you with the website for them in the podcast description. All proceeds from the ads on this podcast will be donated towards the NVLD project. Please feel free to explore the other topics on the podcast, and hopefully you will learn something new from them. I hope you enjoyed today's episodes. And today I am very excited to announce that BetterHelp is now sponsoring this podcast. I have had seven years of therapy, so I know it can help change your life if you not only let it, but work on the personal goals that you set with your therapist. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships at work not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are the greatest asset. And special offering to listeners of Living with an Invisible Learning Challenge, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash, I'll put in the link in the podcast description for you. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-E-P. Thanks again to BetterHelp for supporting, I mean, sponsoring this podcast. Alrighty, so before I begin today's episode on careless versus normal mistakes in NLD, I would like to let you know that the next 
uh, Facebook chat. We have one today, but the one for May will be on the third Saturday of the month, which is the 21st. And that is from 10 a.m. to 1130-ish Pacific time zone. And that's, again, just a safe space for you to um, be able to talk about things that you have challenges with in regards to NLD or another learning challenge you may have. And you don't have to have a learning challenge. You could be a family member who supports one with a learning challenge to be in the group. And anything that is said in the group stays in the group unless you ask that person permission to share it outside of the group. And uh, let me know if you want to come. Um, and again, it's from 10.30 to, uh, sorry, from 10 to 11.30 Pacific time zone. And I am having one today. I usually have it on Saturdays, but I'm having one today because tomorrow I'm going to be doing some fun things with friends. So I won't be able to do it tomorrow. Um, so I moved it today so that I could still do it. Here is the second part to Anna's interview with me for today's episode. Again, she is an NVLD project ambassador, which means that she helps write blogs for them and fundraises for them and also sponsors any progress that they make on doing NVLD research. And I am also a project ambassador. So please listen to the second part of Anna's interview. And she is from the East Coast. So uh, you kind of got already into the challenges that you struggle with, but I was wondering if there might be any other ones you wanted to mention, like maybe more about the um, working world or athletic piece. So, I mean, there are some like, like just domestic life challenges. Right, that too. Um, before I was married, I would do kind of like create meals that were easy cook meals, like a stir fry on the top of the, you know, stove top, um, something that you know, like a pot pie that would just go into the oven, that kind of stuff. Um, but now that I'm married, I mean, if we both were happy with like, the pot pie in the oven kind of kind of thing. That's probably what we'd still be eating. Um, but he has a lot of a lot of knowledge and skills about cooking. So in our relationship, he does the cooking. Um, so that's a way that affects my life, not in a negative way, because there's ways around it. But yeah. it's still like, you know, if I didn't have NVLD, maybe I would have gotten into cooking more than I. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ways that that affects me is just certain certain parts of it, like my my motor skills are one of my um, weakest areas back in my testing 10 years ago. And I could definitely see that in my life. So at one point in my life, actually right around the time that my husband and I met, same like month we met, basically, I was starting to try and teach myself to cook. Mm. I would notice that I would be seen down to eat at like 10. So it just took me that long to prep things like cutting vegetables and kind of like the fine motor skills to do that. Right. Um, so there's kind of, things like that, it kind of affects just sort of the things I might do in just my daily life. Um, 
One of the other things that, and what led me to my testing was the way that affects jobs. So I kind of mentioned, um, you know, it depended with when I was in writing fields, how my editors felt about my grammar and spelling. Mm -hmm. um, I have worked in actually quite a few fields. Um, I've worked in science museum education. I worked for a startup nonprofit. Um, one of the things I worked in for the longest amount of time is for six years, I worked in what's called evidence-based support and employment, which is um, employment services within community mental health centers. So one of the things that it just, I noticed kind of early on, I noticed when I um, moved to a major city when I was 25 to try and get my career going, that if I'm taught in a mentor fashion, I tend to learn jobs fairly quickly and be successful. And it's not really that much of an issue on the job. So I had a job at a company where I was processing um, certifications and everything related to the specific certification. Mm -hmm. Firefighters and insurance agents of all things. Um, and I had like the, I was a temp and the woman who taught me was really concerned that um, the job was hard to learn. So. Mm -hmm. She actually um, didn't expect me to get anything done when she wasn't available, so that was kind of cool. And so she, in the beginning, would sit with me. She wanted me to write a manual for the job because I was a temp, and she was so worried the next person wouldn't, wouldn't get up to speed fast enough and kind of like be a very stressful situation. Mm -hmm. So co-wrote a manual together. She coached me through the steps, you know, like she helped me, or we helped each other edit the manual. So if I said like, oh, it was hard to tell how to get from point A to point B while we pointed at make a point A, A, B, you know, I like mm -hmm. A1 to get through. And I was very successful there. Uh, but unfortunately, I was not able to stay within that company. Um, somebody else applied for the role in-house and a temp is not considered in-house and they had to give it to the person due to company policy. Mm. And then after that, I lost a couple of temp jobs within a month, I think both times because I wasn't catching on, but they didn't treat, train me the way that that first person did. So back when I was 25, that's when I really started noticing how it was affecting jobs. Um, and even to this day, that's the way that it negatively affects my life the most is if I could only mention it before I, I took on a job. So if I could only say, this is how I learn, is this something that you're able to accommodate here? And if they said, yes, definitely, I'd take the job and it would be smooth sailing if they say yeah. no wouldn't accept the job, but disclosure can be such a tough thing. And I, mm -hmm. I'm, I hate this because I, I agree with being open, but I've seen people not get called back for interviews, like in my leadership roles, mm. I've seen people not get called back for interviews because they just closed in an interview or at a certain stage. And so I've been so afraid. I mean, I'm public now, so I probably, probably already disclosed enough that I'm, you know, but that's really kind of held me back because I always start jobs and see if they can train me the way I learn. And that's a really scary way to start a job. Um, I've lost jobs because I've discovered after the fact that they weren't able to te teach me the way I learned and um, either had to wait until they let me go or had to um, make the choice to leave myself. And those have been some of the more, I would say the most hardest way that, that it has affected my life is, is those moments. Yeah, I can relate to that, what you were saying a lot there, because in the jobs that I had before the one with my parents I have now, I 
those, they didn't know I had NLD. Um, and I was in the same situation you probably were where I was like, I don't know whether I should tell them or not and when. Yeah. <laughs> and um, even though um, two of them were with um, children who have autism or Down syndrome or adults who have um, uh, autism or other uh, learning challenges. And so, like I said earlier, I felt like that was an advantage for me because of having NLD, because um, I could empathize with them. Um, and then, um, so because they didn't know I had NLD, um, that kind of got in the way with, with that because like you were saying, uh, with the training, I think I wasn't trained the best at mm -hmm. them. And uh, I probably could have been trained a little bit more if, um, if they knew about my learning challenge. Um, and that might have helped out because um, with the first one I had with the children, uh, I was let go at that place because I, uh, they gave me a month to improve on the things mm -hmm. that um, I needed to improve on, which was uh, improving on my chart work because I was an ABA therapist. And so mm -hmm. um, I, or uh, I was a behavioral technician, but we did ABA therapy. So um, I had to basically put um, the results on charts and making charts is hard for people who have NLD. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I would make too many errors. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they knew about the NLD, maybe they would have had a different um, outlook on that. Um, mm -hmm. And the other area I think was I was making too many mistakes on some of the more difficult and more complex um, ABA programs with the children. And that makes sense to me because when something's more complex and more um, has more tasks in it, it's harder for somebody who has NLD. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, you know, that they were they were trying to have supervisors help me with my uh, charting and my graphing and some of the uh, the uh, individual programs with the children to help me improve, but I don't think a month was enough time for me to. Um, I completely uh, like I said, when you said that that I've had those kind of situations where people say you had this amount of time to improve these specific skills. And especially after my diagnosis, after I was 28, when I had the diagnosis, I'm like, I gotta leave. Those are my, those are like, those are my NLD symptoms. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, granted I didn't have the diagnosis as a kid, but I did have special education services. I did have, you know, certain things like, I've worked on, you know, improving those. They're not going to, improve in a month, <laughs> you know, right. 
it needs to be. And so maybe you, three months. Yeah. Like, just, how about we work on the, the time schedule here? Like, it, give me more time. You know? yeah. I still identify that. <laughs> Identified with that. Yeah. Um, so I didn't improve enough in the time that they gave me. So I was like, go there, which was unfortunate because that was, I liked that job and I had that job for, um, for about nine months, but it wasn't consistently full-time. So, um, that was an issue with that one. Um, but, uh, with the, uh, one with the children, uh, not children, uh, with the adults who had, um, autism, um, or other learning challenges, like, um, what was the other one? Uh, cerebral palsy. Um, that one, I actually quit that one on my own because I saw NLD getting in the way. And I also saw that it was kind of becoming problematic like the previous one when, was because I was having to create my own schedule. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't really like that because um, I never felt like it was becoming full-time mm-hmm. and I needed it to be full-time because I wanted to have something consistent and I wanted to have, I just wanted to have that in my life and needed to, you know, get used to a full-time job. Um, so, you know, even though I live with my parents and I have that safety net, mm-hmm. I, I needed to start to save money for living on my own. And if you, don't have a full-time job that kind of doesn't help that Mm -hmm. so um I you know I've had uh jobs before my parents that were shorter because of NLD and because of um them not knowing about it and um it, it getting in the way but I think this one it's a blessing because my, you know, it's with my parents and they know about it and they can help me with it. Um, so we're actually kind of getting to the next question, which is about family and friends and how they uh, help you with the challenges that come with your, uh, with NLD or your other learning challenges. So yeah, my husband is <laughs> like, he is amazing in a lot of ways about it, but I think one of the most amazing things about our relationship regarding it is the sort of kind of learning curve that we've had together in a way. Mm-hmm. So I've often told him that, I mean, he's worked in um, like the railroad industry. So there's a lot of spatial ability involved there. So you have mm-hmm. to go, um, be knowing where the trains are. You have to know a lot of hand single signals because people aren't always going to hear your voice. So I don't know how he was just born with very high intelligence in those areas and how much of it was learned from those skills. But he has a lot of skills that I don't have. And he's, for example, actually used to communicate non-verbally. That's my weak area. So we kind of sort of a very good job together with me choosing to be honest from the very beginning because I had actually had relationships end because um, people didn't, uh, you know, the the guys I was seeing didn't understand it. 
Um, so I was kind of very honest, like this is how it's kind of kind of be for me. This is how I communicate. And he's really just really great about listening to the way people learn. So he's done some kind of training in some of his other jobs before and just kind of, as he put it, kind of reassessing how the person learns and changing the way he's training based on the way they learn. So even though we kind of came in with almost opposite like skills, we kind of really worked together and communicated to be almost like I don't know, like two, like together we can take over the world kind of people. So, so we mm-hmm. kind of can each other off. Um, so that's been, that, in fact, our wedding um, officiant even mentioned that in, in the, uh, in the um, reception or in the, um, the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's kind of a really cool way that, that sort of we've come together in the way that, you know, to answer that question, how he's helped me along the way. Um, there has been times um, before him, I had only lived here for a short time before we got together. But before that, I had always lived with roommates or my family. So there's been times where, you know, I've lived with roommates, always good friends of mine, but they wouldn't understand the little parts of, of NLD. So it actually would be kind of a little bit challenging. So, you know, if I didn't do something a certain way or, you know, something like that, it would kind of, I don't want to totally say it caused tension, but caused a little bit of, of need for, you know, a level of confusion. Mm-hmm. So there are times where people in my life have, how it has been a little bit of a, like a challenge or like a, a kind of brought some sort of a smaller level of friction as well. Um, my family of origin was actually really, really great about a lot of aspects of what they knew about it when I was growing up um, in the way that it was always presented as I was going to succeed. So it was always like they like, it was never off the table that I was going to college, for example, or that it was never a thing that I was not intelligent, you know? So I had this good self-esteem where I was like, well, I just learned differently than the other kids and I'll find a way to do it. And I remember even thinking like, you don't know which one of us in the class is the smartest kid. Maybe it is me. having a whole attitude that that my family instilled in me that it was different but still okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) able to kind of have that perspective as an adult because back then they they really presented it that way and they were very willing to um kind of meet me where I was like my mom really discussed everything very verbally so there was just a lot of things that I was able to understand because she kind of taught me about it verbally and my dad was really good about just going out um, in the woods, you know, and, you know, looking at things, you know, around the forest floor, going to like a museum. And so they both just kind of really knew how to meet me the way I learned. And that really helped with my overall self-esteem because I did know a lot. I did understand a lot because my parents just sort of really met me where I was from the very beginning. And, and that was a really good thing. Yeah, I can relate to what you're saying there with your family support as well, because I would say that my family met me where I was at too, because they, um, you know, before we knew about the NLD, I think they kind of suspected something was up because I, it was hard for me to write with a regular pencil. So they had to get me bigger pencils and longer ones. So that mm-hmm. was kind of different. Mm-hmm. And um, I think 
also I started to talk later than um, my um, my brother and my cousins that were living close to us. And mm -hmm. um, I think I read later too. So, um, you know, the little things that they were noticing is like, okay, there's something different about her. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, they couldn't put their finger on it until um, later on in life. And, um, but what they did that helped before the diagnosis is that they were very hands-on with the teaching in school. And they, um, you know, when it got the level that they couldn't help me because either I was learning it at a different way than they were taught, or I was learning um, things that uh, they, they hadn't learned in school. Um, they got me uh, tutors, um, which helped um, because uh, then, uh, it, and the tutors really helped because they were actually people who um, had either taught that subject before or were teaching it currently. Um, so they, you know, you could say specialized in that area. Um, yeah. so like your family, you know, they, they definitely met me where I was at. And, um, I think also what helped was even though I didn't know I needed verbal things, um, when I was a kid, uh, I would say, I think I did more of that, uh, also, like, um, I know when I was in high school, when I was taking notes, I would use um, Dragon Dictation. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that uses um, the microphone and you can, you know, like, you can talk and it types for you. Um, mm -hmm. And I realized, you know, looking back at that now, that it probably helped me remember a lot of things in school <laughs> really yeah. well because mm -hmm. that was reinforcing what I was learning um, because of the audio. And so, um, you know, I didn't know I was doing that, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was kind of cool. Um, so that, yeah, my family is definitely very supportive with my challenges. Um, my um, mom is, probably the most supportive just because she's done a lot of research on NLD mm -hmm. and um, she's um, been able to that's helped her understand it really well um, not, not that my dad and my brother aren't supportive as well it's just that I think she's able to be more supportive because of the research um, and uh I would say uh, that, you know, she's actually my driving instructor. So she yeah. can help, she's helping me get better at driving because that's one of the challenges that NLD presents with the visual spatial. <laughs> um, some people, it's so bad that they can't drive. Um, mm -hmm. I'm lucky that I'm not at that level. Um, I, I can drive, it's just, uh, a little challenging for me um so I'm, it gets better it was one of the hardest things I ever learned how to do mm -hmm. I started like 15 and a half I got my license at 18 it gets a lot better with time oh good 
Yeah, I, I have found that too, because I try to get my license at, um, after I got my permit at 17 and a half, I try to get it after that, but I didn't have enough practice um, to get it. And um, I think my permit expired before I could get my license. Um, so I remember when I got back from college, um, I tried to restart the process and I learned that I had to go back and get my permit again because it expired when I was <laughs> minor. I was like, why? This isn't <laughs> so I did that and then um, and this was when I was 22 and so and then I um, got or no, I was this was before I was 22 because I got my license when I was 22. But um, it took me a while, but I finally got it. So, um, you know, I've had it for two years and it feels good to have it because it makes, it was one of those things that makes you more independent. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, I've been in a couple car accidents. Nobody got hurt, mm -hmm. but because I've been in them, I feel more cautious it when I drive now and um I've been fortunate with them that you know they weren't serious and mm -hmm. um I was able to learn from them and be like okay now I know how to look better uh before I turn um you know look around more carefully um and look out for uh things that I didn't always look out for um before those happened um you know just some things that you wouldn't expect uh to happen um because mm -hmm. you know some things can just I happen with a blink of an eye yeah um so mm -hmm. um something else i was going to ask um but it seems like you i think you were answering this question with your husband uh that it seems like he uh alleviates uh, the challenges that uh, your that your learning uh, challenges presents. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I spent um, a long time single in my life. So he and I met when I was thirty four. So I'm thirty nine now. Um, so there was a lot of my life that I was single and I was figuring out how to handle all this on my own. And as time was going on, I was starting to figure. You know, I'm going to need to. You know we get to a certain age and there's no friends available to be your roommates anymore. So, <laughs> so I kind of get to the point where I'm just going to kind of have to figure this out on my own. And that was something that I really got comfortable with for a little while. Like not that it was easy, sure. but it almost also became hard to get into a relationship after that. Cause I had already figured out how to manage my life. And I'm like, Oh wait, I'm supposed to kind of trust another person to understand understand what might be challenging and to help me with it so that was that was a little bit of a challenge for me to um probably he would have stuff to say kind of about how it felt for him but to kind of trust him along the path because I'd gotten to a point where a lot of people didn't necessarily understand it so I had to figure out my way around my NLD and my daily life on my own um but you know once you kind of do let somebody in and sort of and also I had this very 
as a woman, <laughs> I, I had this very sense of being independent. So there was also that side of things too, that I knew that if I let him help me, um, I'd be letting a man help me as a woman. So like kind of taking on that very kind of traditional role that sort of made me feel uncomfortable. Cause what if, what if something happened, you know, that I wouldn't know how to take care of myself again. Like those are some of the things uh -huh. that were challenging for me, um, to kind of get into in the relationship. But then I started realizing that he also relies on things with me too. It's not just yeah. him giving to me, like we That's definitely have a partnership and I still am a strong individual, despite the fact that he might handle some aspect of life for the two of us that weekend, like, you know, understanding our finances in a more broader manner. So to me, I figure out my finances month to month, sometimes even paycheck to paycheck, just because that's, that's how much numbers my, my brain can hold. Uh -huh. well, he's able to think about, you know, our year's finances or our goals for the future. Um, you know, so as long as like we're communicating what my goals and things that I want for our future are, um, you know, it is possible to kind of rely on the skills that he has that I don't. Uh -huh. and that's been a very good thing. Yeah, that makes sense to me, what you said about the finances piece, because as I think about what I'm working on with some of the things I'm saving for, I kind of rely on my brother and my mom to help me with figuring out how much to save for those things because they have more experience than I do and also I know that planning ahead is kind of hard for people with NLD so I asked them about that because like one of the things I'm saving for is a new car nice. and um, I thought that initially I thought $10,000 was enough but then when I started looking at some of the prices just to get an idea at what was out there um, and that I wanted some more safety features I was like well maybe it has to be 15k so I was like well that's not that, that much more um, and I was like I was going to save 10k anyways and get some from selling my car I have now so you know I was gonna have more than 10k anyways so um you know just trying to keep the different amounts in your mind there uh mm -hmm. can help with when you're saving to uh, money goal like that um but like you were saying when with your finances you go uh, month to month I kind of do that too, because I get paid bi-weekly. So mm -hmm. I save bi-weekly. Yep. So, so I can relate to that. Um, and, um, I, and I also, whenever I, um, you know, whenever my mom uh, uh, buys something for me, I usually pay her back pretty quickly because I don't want to forget about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do the same thing. I'm like I'm the most reliable payer packer for the same reasons. I'm like, no, I'm just trying to figure out how to manage my my dyscalculia. <laughs> yeah, she, she comments on it too for me. Like, even though I don't have dyscalculia, she'll comment and say, "You pay me back way sooner than anybody else does." I'm like, because I don't want to forget, mom. <laughs> 
like yeah, I was gonna pay everything like all my debts off so fast I'm like not just because I'm really really responsible but yeah for me to do it that way. like I I used to have some credit card debt not as bad mm-hmm. as some people I'm sure but because I've been out of that for a while now and I don't mm-hmm. want to get back into it yep. I have created better habits of not not spending impulsively and that was why I had most of it um and so now you know with paying somebody back that makes sense Mm -hmm. if you don't want to be in debt you're going to pay them back as soon as you want as soon as you can (laughs) (laughs) unless you don't have the money (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so that actually makes sense in my head As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living with NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than it originally was. Thank you for listening today, and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye.